Hi, and welcome to the Authentic Audience Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Ritma. This is a marketing podcast like you haven't heard before. It's about real connections and honest conversations. Why am I here? To remind you that you can fly. If you're brave enough to listen to that calling inside you, I'm here to serve you and show you that marketing can and should be honest, that the truth sells and authenticity wins. So how can businesses and brands build a real and authentic audience? The Authentic Audience Podcast gives you insight into growing your business and marketing strategies to gain real followers and loyal customers. Each week, I create a space of radical honesty for thought leaders and entrepreneurs who have built successful businesses to share their insights on business, marketing, relationships, life, and spirituality. Each episode is sure to remind you the power of storytelling and truth selling. Get ready to get real, get raw, get honest, and keep growing. Stacey Engel is a growth strategist, executive coach, and founder of Authority Lab. She's a multi-passionate entrepreneur who blends her love for all things human potential, business development, marketing, and leadership to help people and causes she cares about. Stacey will equip and empower you to recognize and capitalize on your wisdom, voice, and confidence to measurably impact your success in work and life. Her career has not been a linear one. It is a story of many forks in the road, and she's almost always chosen the less worn path. It hasn't always been the easiest, but as Robert Frost says, it has made all of the difference. I'm super lucky to know Stacy. I've been working with her for almost, I don't know, it feels like a lot longer, more than a few months. And um, I got to go through the Authority Lab, which we're going to talk all about, but she's become a mentor, friend, colleague, all of the things. So we've been speaking like every week for months. It's definitely mutual. Oh, Hi. Labels to you too. Hi. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so happy to have you here. How are you doing? What's happening in your world? You know, it's the constant juggle of what's most important now. And I'm good because this is most important now. Mm-hmm. I love your podcast and your audience and I'm excited to have a conversation. Yeah, they're good people. They're good people. And I've been wanting to put you on here because I think, um, you've just gone through a lot in the past year and you've inspired me a lot. Um, my favorite thing about you is, do you know? No. (laughs) My favorite thing about you is that you take action and you're so intentional with how you spend your time. And so many people come to me wanting to launch or grow or whatever it is. And I build them a strategy, put together a plan and like crickets. And within, I think a week of meeting, you had launched your entire (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Not a week, but like basically, like, I think it was seven days and, um, you're crushing it. So congrats. Well, thank you. And I appreciate your support. I think we have the same love language around action. (laughs) We're the same way. We're like, okay. And here's this idea, it's going, let's make it happen in the next week, not sometime this year. <laughs> like, let's actually set a goal. Yeah, set a timeline and do the damn thing. And right. that's why it's so fun working with you because you do it, you launch it, it works, you tweak it, you launch it, like you're just in it. And that requires a serious level of commitment, dedication, confidence, 
in your craft. Um, where do you feel like that work ethic comes from for you? Like it's so a huge part of how I see you is just like this incredible work ethic. Well, thank you. I, I mean, it's interesting because when I thought about the name for authority lab, the whole idea of the lab that it's just a bunch of experiments, let's go, let's Mm -hmm. do it. Um, which is hilarious because all of my assessments and things share that I don't love all the details of actually being (laughs) in a scientific lab. Um, but I think the work ethic, I mean, I definitely, both of my parents are from the Midwest, Mm. uh, Ohio. So very, um, you know, hardworking people in my lineage and (laughs) my parents who grew up with very small beginnings, you know, have built this amazing life and we lived all over the country and moved every two years. And I, that was definitely modeled, but there was also this saying of, um, in our households, the world was here before you, you're not really owed anything. So I think in that value system is just an inherent, just do it. Yeah. Get out there, support things. Don't sit back and think that something should come to you. Mm-hmm. Um, while there are also a lot of things that you're privileged with that have come to you. So mm-hmm. I think holding that space, having gratitude, but also always knowing life can change and you need to kind of take it in your own hands. It's definitely part of my ethos of my childhood and then carry forward. <laughs> What a rational way of viewing the world. (laughs) That's what I love so much about you. You were, I talked about this on my Instagram and on uh, a solo episode, Stacy was the one who calmly and gently suggested that I stop rage emailing. (laughs) (laughs) And it was so like rational, you know, like your, your advice is just like, well, Um, what would it be like if we didn't send a rage email and instead did one of two things like action a or action B and they're both action, but it's, you said either pick up the phone and talk about it or send an email saying, I'm telling myself a story. Um, I'd like some clarification. Can we have a conversation about it? And that has totally changed just the amount of emotion I think I bring to things like you in my life has, because the work with you authority lab, it's all very personal. It's all very vulnerable, but you have such like a pragmatic or sort of scientific or even design thinking, um, way of approaching those really personal things that I think makes it great for people in business who aren't really like super woo wanting to manifest everything, but understand that being part, you know, getting personal, all that stuff is really important. So you're, you have a great holistic approach, I think. Well, I think that's where we just naturally collide with the idea of what is authenticity because, and how do you build an authentic audience? How do you build an authentic brand? It's actually a lot of emphasis on emotion Mm -hmm. and manifest and a lot of mindset 
where I think to your point around your clients, if some of them get the plan and then they don't do anything, oftentimes from a coaching approach, it's because we haven't uncovered something that's getting in the way. So to your point, I think it's that personal, like, you know, and we even talked about that in that conversation about rage emailing. You're like, I don't like it. Yeah, It's not my brand. I don't do it all the time. And every time I do it, I like hate it. <laughs> so it's, it's all of that recognition, but then it's like, okay, well, you're there. Some people aren't there with that, even that behavior. Right. But then what are you going to do about it? Yeah. So I think, but both pieces are really important. I think so too. Mindset, totally. I think manifestation, totally. But to your point, you know, that you were talking about not everything, you know, the world was there before you. It's like, yes, we can attract certain things, people, energy, opportunities, but then that only goes so far until you have to take action. And what I appreciate so much about you is And I think you're right. It is a love language of mine. Like, well, what action is being done to improve this? And I actually um, spent time recently with like a big group of friends. And I've been realizing this in general, that there's sort of two kinds of people. And there's the people that don't take action. And then there's the people that do take action. And by not taking action, I mean like, there's a situation, there's an experience, there's something going on with your health, with your business, with your relationship. And you just accept like, oh, this is what it is. Like Mm -hmm. I'm in this relationship. I have this health issue. Whereas I'm like, I'm going to go to LA and see three different acupuncturists. I'm going to then hire your business, right? Then I'm going to do rapid transformational therapy. And then I'm going to write. So it's like constantly, constantly doing something about it. And I think that type of mindset has really been beneficial for me in all aspects of my life, but then recognizing that in other people, right. Mm -hmm. And how much I respect that is really big. And I think that's a perfect segue into you launching this new business, this amazing company in the middle of a pandemic that required a lot. And before we start talking about authority lab and how amazing it is, What was that sort of transition like from, I've got this thing, I do this for people, I want to launch this thing, this is the offer, it's out, and now you've had like, you know, dozens of successful labs, authority labs that you've done. Just unpack that experience. Tell me about that sort of roller coaster of launching. Well, it's funny because... I was talking with one of my dear friends who's a career coach this past summer. So basically the timeline was I took the summer off, which that was highly uncomfortable. I can't imagine. (laughs) What did you do? Right? And and people were uncomfortable for me, but you know, like they were uncomfortable for me. And, and it was, I mean, I've seriously worked since I was 17 So it was double that because it was 34 and yeah, I had worked my whole life since 17. So it was a big chapter leaving the leadership role I was in. And I, you know, I had been at the company for 10 and a half years 
And I joke and say that is a third of my life, but it still is. So it was a significant change. And when I was talking with that, my friend, the career coach, she's like, oh yeah, you totally cocooned. And she explained this whole process that career coaches use that I was not aware of, that I did kind of intuitively, but that was, I mean, the summer of 2020, it felt very real going through a transition because I feel like if it wasn't in the middle of a global pandemic, I would have probably been on my first, uh, the first flight out to Hong Kong with my husband's blessing to visit my best friend, which was a trip I just couldn't pull off the last couple of years. So there would have been, which would have been amazing to do some of the travel, but it was almost like a forcing factor to go more internal uh, for a pandemic summer. I live in the Northwest, so a lot of outdoors activities. I took up hydroponic gardening. (laughs) Cool. I took up some hobbies. Um, And a lot of baking and cooking, which I do mm. in general, and a lot of spending time with my parents, which I know I will always treasure Yeah, that. So it was, it was actually surprising to me how I got into a new routine and how much I recognized the need of having more identity outside of what I do. Yeah. And I feel like you do a really good job of that still now. Um, Mm -hmm. You're just, you have a very full life and that's because you make space for, you know, food and cooking and working out and doing things, living, if you would. Living. Living. Being human beings. What a concept. (laughs) Being. Yeah. So that transition, it was really reflective. And I know some people would say, that's what you should do always. And I'm not sure I would have if it wasn't during a pandemic. Mm, That's honest. Yeah. I think there would have been more activity or filling space, which has always worked for me in the past as well. (laughs) Uh, So it would have been different, but I think that catapulted me really thinking about a process because this is really pragmatic, Krista. I just, it was hard for me to even think through what things, and I'm a very celebratory person from like, let's celebrate milestones or even small wins, but it was hard reflecting on the 10 and a half years Hmm. and saying here were the things I was most proud of. So some of the authority lab methodology really did start when I was unpacking my own journey of all of the experience I had with leadership training and coaching and being through thousands of hours of trainings um, of different companies, but then very personal in the transition of just why is this? And especially, which I bet you can relate to, I studied marketing. I'm inherently a marketer and a business development person and someone who loves to share stories. So why is this so difficult? Like, how do people do this kind of? And I looked for resources. I looked for some of what I was craving and didn't really see it. 
Wow. I had no idea that that was sort of what, like you authority labbed yourself, (laughs) but you're so like aware and observant. You were able to like recognize the method in which you were using to unpack your own story. And that's how the authority lab starts. And so that's like a perfect segue into talking about the authority lab. It's so powerful. And step one is your origin story. It's sharing literally your life story. Um, and having space to do that with you was just crazy and have you write back to me, you know, like see your notes on what stood out. And anyway, before we get into the details of my experience, which I would like to sort of share in parallel as you share about the authority lab. Um, but I had a really transformational experience in it. And I think that's one thing as coaches, um, you know, I, I do a lot of things, but I'm mostly a coach mentor. I'm the one giving information. And we very rarely have that space held for us. And it's so important. So it was really powerful for me. But let's talk about what Authority Lab is because you had this time off. You came up with this epic method for leaders and launched it. And it's absolutely crushing. So congrats on that. Tell me what it is. Thank you. Yeah, so it is authority lab is about getting super clear on what you offer to the world and taking steps towards sharing it. So basically I define authority as the go-to relationship you have with yourself first as an expert and the trust you're building and then with the world, with your industry, with your team to those external. So it's this idea of internal an external authority. A lot of people just focus on the external, like what should I be doing on social or, you know, all of those things. Uh, But it's a authority lab is about getting super clear on key things with your brand and then taking action. So to the point of what we've been talking about, there is a huge action orientation and the idea of lab is that let's go, let's experiment and learn and then go again. So Mm. I love that. Uh, I think that's such a key piece of that is, and then go again. Like that's something that I've been learning so much, especially with Authority Lab. So we actually met through Erin Weed, um, who my listeners know, because I'm obsessed with, and she's been on the podcast and I talk about her all the time. And anyway, my favorite people come through Erin Weed. And she's another one of those people that inspires me to look at my business differently. And you do that too, where it's like, it's constantly evolving. And I think sometimes as entrepreneurs, we're like, oh, I pivoted last summer. These are my pillars of revenue now. These are my goals. These are my offerings. And what Authority Lab did for me and what coaches like you and Aaron do for me, it's like, okay, where are we going next? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think entrepreneurship for me is just about when I'm comfortable, that's not a good sign. Like you need to constantly be putting yourself out there in an uncomfortable, really vulnerable way. And you guys hold space for that in a way that nobody I've never, you know, I've never met anybody who can take the emotions because I'm very emotional 
of like, this is what I'm feeling about my business. This is what's generating revenue. This is what exhausts me and be like, okay, let's, what about if we did it differently? And I like, haven't even thought of that. So what you're able to pull out in this process is, is really incredible. Well, I think just to what you had said, and when we've talked about authenticity and just the future of business and work that is happening now, but what it requires of us as individuals, I think a lot of times there can also be distraction of just looking outside for the pivot. Right, right. Looking outside with benchmarking all of those terms instead of- Metrics of success. Exactly. Instead of saying, what am I feeling? So I feel like you bring this amazing blend and that's really what authentically growing your business is Mm. from my perspective. It's the emotions and the feelings and the desires have to be talked about. It's not, and it's not something that's concentrated in business schools or even corporate trainings. And I think that will change, but yeah, there's this idea of methods need the emotion. So that's the fuel. That's so powerful. Mic drop. I'm gonna like, I'm gonna (laughs) seriously, like every podcast, there's that one line that I'm like, that's turning into a quote that I'm posting and it's methods need the emotions. That's the fuel. Like that's so powerful. So it's like you, you have the emotion, you have the feeling and then you turn that into something practical, something rational, something valuable. That's really amazing. I'm writing that down. I think that that's what Authority Lab did for me and does for me. So um, talk me through the process of Authority Lab because it's really me- methodical. It's got, you know, three parts, three follow-up, um, you know, break, break it down for me. Yeah. So well, we talked about the origin story. So that's the first section. It's about, and I say claim, you know, talk about action words, claim your origin story. So it's not just reciting defining moments or your life story. It's really claiming purpose, meaning all of that. And that was hugely transformational for me personally, because I had never done that exercise. And a lot of people have said, I've never done it in such a short time frame because that's, <laughs> that's part of the process. So that's the first step. And it's really setting some of the foundation for a brand archetype and a few, there are a few outputs for that, but it's thinking about your, your story in a brand. Yeah. It's so, it's so cool and so helpful. And I actually don't want to like give too much of what you do in, um, yeah. in authority lab away because it's like, you got <laughs> to do it. Um, it says the person who helps her with her marketing, but, um, <laughs> but I'm not biased because I did it myself and you guys know, I only sing, sing from the rooftops, what is working for me. And Stacy's been one of those secret weapons and you just touched on something really powerful. So we have origin story. So what are the three? Yeah, it's, it's claiming your origin story, then owning the story. So that's the now and then build 
building the future story. Yes. So claiming your origin story, owning your present story and building the future story. And it happens very fast. Um, so once yes. that's, what's so cool about this. And I'm all about like rapid transformation. Like we don't have time for these like life lifetimes of healing. Okay. I want to, I want to do it now. And that's what this offers you. So you very quickly can understand in a very practical way where you came from, what you're doing and where you're going. And you get to choose that roadmap. Like that was what I loved most about it is, um, I usually react. So I'm a very reactionary person and I believe like, Oh, my calendar cleared this project came to me. I'm going to take it because like blah, blah, blah timing. And I'll have like all these little buns in the oven cooking or baking. And then whichever one sort of rises first is the one that I like, I just react to. I'm like, well, that must be it. But what you helped me build was at the end of these sessions, you get a roadmap of action. And then Stacy follows up with you and holds you accountable for doing that action. And it's so, so specific and so, so powerful and for me, now I get to like choose which buns I want to rise, right? And what gets my time and what gets my energy and what I'm creating action towards. So it's just like clarity and action in a way that I think most people, it takes them like years <laughs> to be able to do um, what the Authority Lab does in just such a short time. Thank you. Well, I'm really excited for just the results. Like you've been crushing it. Yeah. And, uh, and a lot of just what that clarity can bring to someone. And I think, you know, there's a lot of quotes around fake it till you make it or whatever is needed from the confidence factor. I think you just with all the work that you've done and the fact that you're in the marketing space, you had a certain level of confidence from your ex previous explorations. But I also think that it is a huge outcome for some people who really aren't feeling confident. And from my perspective, you know, we talk and wrestle with imposter syndrome at times, but a lot of it from my perspective comes down to not having a plan and not being able like what is faking it to make it even mean, right? In the sense of, from my perspective, it's just, what are you going to do next? Mm. Yeah. So it's helping build that. Because when I launched my efforts, there are some, it's funny because I'm toying around with when is, you know, is Authority Lab going to be a company? And We've had that conversation, but I didn't want that to stop me from launching because I knew it would help people. And that's, I think that's key. Sometimes you have to dissect the situation and the choices that you're putting in front of yourself aren't the right ones. Right. <laughs> you have that kind of mechanism to even step out or have that sounding board to really question like, well, why are you framing that situation that way? Right. And to just know that you can choose like something different. And what, 
the lab allows for is just that experimentation and that permission to look at different avenues and different ways to navigate. And I think you hit on something really big, which is the confidence piece. I think, you know, you talk about this idea and I really want you to unpack this because I think it's really important, but you talk about how anonymous brands are dead. And I think as leaders, we know as business leaders, as, you know, leaders in the company industry, whatever, we know that the more of ourselves, the more of our story, the more of our mission we can share, the better the business is going to do. Like we innately know that, but having the confidence to share your personal story, that is something completely different and being able to create that plan and share it and then go out there and have an action to step into your personal brand in a time that it's really, really important is sort of the secret sauce of authority lab. Like it's this whole method basically that gives you the confidence and the tools to share and step into your personal brand so your company can thrive and believe in it in that kind of way. And I think that's so important, especially now. So can you talk about that piece of it? Like, yes, Authority Lab is great, blah, blah, blah. But also you have to, like, you literally can't start a business right now and have an anonymous brand. For sure. Well, and you can try just the future is now and people are not attracted to brands that are anonymous. So when I say that, and we've talked about this because that's the whole unpacking of what's getting in the way because it's it's often our own discomfort to hide behind a logo or the company or this cool idea. So Anonymous brands are dead when I say that, which gets some people's attention. It's just this idea that brands don't make decisions. Brands aren't deciding how to navigate the pandemic. People are. And we want to know those people. And I think that trend will continue more and more transparently around who, who is in leadership, I know it's something that I've seen a massive rising of consciousness and awareness, but also demanding action, especially in the last year with the pandemic of just who, who is making these decisions before I buy as a consumer or before I join as a company. And I think that transparency is going to continue and brands and people who really embrace it sooner will be the initial change makers. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I think that's one of the main fundamental reasons why we click so much and have such a nice overlap in our offerings and in what we do, because you help them tell the story, write the story, create the path for success. And then I come in and it's a lot easier because the confidence is there, right? They know who they are. They know what they do. They know who they're here to help. And when you can fundamentally understand these things about yourself, like for me, it couldn't be clearer to me right now what I'm supposed to be doing, who I'm supposed to be helping, 
how I want to reach them, the story I want to tell, the platform I want to build, the community I want to shape. And that's just such an exhale. And if it wasn't for the work that I've been doing with you and my other coaches, like coaches are so important and mentors. I, I say that all the time, but I can't stress enough the importance of them and having someone like Stacy, like holding me accountable that knows my story, knows what I'm currently doing, what's working, what's not <clears throat> rage emails, uh, not working, but yeah. And where I want to go and then holding me accountable to like, what actions are you taking to go there, to share that, to be that? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I think one of the other things that you help people do and that there's definitely alignment is around people. There are real reasons why people think if they talk about themselves, that it's really self-serving. Or I don't want to launch my personal brand because I don't want to post on social or some prescriptive statement like that. And at the end of the day, we, you help people, you help brands actually have the tools and funnels, the mechanisms to get the story out. And I think that reframe of, you sharing your story isn't actually about you. It's about who you're serving. And if you're unclear about who you're serving and how your story helps them, then people are not going to connect with dogs. Yeah. Like the person that you are serving desperately needs you to share your story. It's for them. And this isn't just about personal story. This is every kind of story. Oh my God. The the story of, I mean, everything's personal. I guess I just think that's important to clarify because people think it's a biography or why you do what you do. And it's also just your story of living, like grappling, like what do you grapple with? How do you make decisions? How do we as humans step into that? And what's your take? And I know that's something that I love following people for because it's just like reading a really good novel where I read more novels and business books now. And I feel like I get more insights for my business through them because it's the human experience. It's how you make decisions, what choices you have, like all of kind of going back to the feels, (laughs) the emotions of it. But I think it's important for people to recognize what holds them back from sharing. And that's the totally. first place. To start. What book are you reading right now? I just finished Louise Penny's Still Life. It's about this small town. It's being transported into all these different relationships. I love that. I'm I'm reading Joan Didion right now her new book of short stories that just came out. And I just, I'm in like a, (laughs) sounds weird to say, but I'm in like a hardcore reading phase (laughs) where like sometimes I'll go months without reading a book and then I'll read like eight, you know, back to back. So I'm, I'm in a hardcore reading phase right now. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, The last question I want to ask you about and sort of how I want to wrap this up is, the personal brand conversation is becoming, you know, more and more like in the forefront, everybody 
a personal brand is important. If you want to be a speaker, if you want to write a book, if you want to be a leader, if you want to start a business, right? It matters who you are, the story you tell, that's what we're saying, but how personal is too personal and for leaders and I don't know, even people with like a big social media following, right? Because I think of them as leaders in a weird way. People are following them. Where is that line, you know, between choosing what to share and what to keep sort of sacred? Yeah, I'd be interested in your take on this. I want to hear yours first. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, I feel like it is underlining the personal story. It is deeply personal. And that doesn't mean you share everything the moment it happens. There's leadership in curating and finding meaning in things. So that curation process, which that sounds so technical. I don't think it actually is. I mean, it can be very intuitive, but I think a misconception can be people think you need to share if you step into your personal brand or sharing more of your story, you have to share everything as it's happening and you don't have privacy or you don't have boundaries. And at the end of the day, I think your personal brand is an extension of you. So you need to create sacred space for your life, your relationships, processing and being thoughtful for the space you hold with people who follow you or people who want to hear from you. Yeah. I think that's so So. well said. And I, I don't think it's too sort of mechanical at all. I just think that's a really beautiful way of saying it. There's leadership in finding meaning in things. And I happen to be having an experience right now, which I'm going to be sharing about. And you happen to know what that is. And I've been writing through the whole experience and I've been sharing on social media that I'm having an experience, but that I'm not ready to share it yet. And that's all I've shared. (laughs) It's like, I'm having an experience and I'm not ready to share it. And I think the longer I hold it sacred, um, I actually plan to share it in a big way. Um, And that's why I'm not sharing it yet. And it's personal and it's vulnerable. And I do think that as weird as this sounds is it's on brand for me to share it because my brand is radical honesty, right? That's a big piece of my brand is showing who I really am, my mental health, my personal health, you know, relationship. I talk about therapy. I talk about Lexapro. I talk about THC. So it's not like wild and outrageous for me to share this other thing. And so I think that that also is something I thought about is like, okay, I do want to write about this. Um, but at the same time, do my listeners, do my followers, does the community I've created want to hear about this? Will this benefit them? And the answer is yes. Um, would it benefit them to hear by experience as I was going through it? Absolutely not. No fucking way. (laughs) So that's when it's about curating and finding meaning in things. And I'm still processing. I'm still finding that meaning. And I am excited and nervous to share. And I believe as leaders, we have a responsibility to be more vulnerable in general than our audience, because that that's what gives that permission. Uh, But there's a line 
and there's things that are sacred and there's things that are personal and doesn't make you any less authentic or transparent. Um, you get to choose the story you tell. And I think that that's what authority lab really helped me figure out. And you know, something I'll be sharing very soon. So there's, I think it's important to model confidence, to share and be vulnerable. And it can look so many different ways. Yeah. So you don't have to look to others. You just need to make a choice and have clarity for yourself, which sometimes can be the hardest thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's been so cool sort of getting to witness. I just feel like you've already learned so much and have grown in your business in such a short amount of time. And I'm just going to circle back to action, you know, like you have launched, you've created new offerings, you've gotten rid of offerings, you've tweaked offerings. And, um, it's just constantly evolving into something more and more epic. And I'm just so grateful that I have the opportunity to work with you and that other leaders and entrepreneurs and business owners, like the more people doing this kind of work, um, I think the more successful business, you know, in general is going to be. So tell us um, all the ways in which we can find you, work with you. I love your uh, emails. I mean, everything, everybody should be in Stacy's world. <laughs> <laughs> well, love that. Thanks, Krista. Well, stacyingle.com is where you can go right now. I have a free mini class. So really love sharing and having the conversations that we've been having. Just it dives into what is authority in a little more depth than what we talked about. So I would say that's an awesome first step. It's a great place to start. I love that class because if you're like, I'm still unclear what's authority. This sounds really interesting. I want to know these things. Tell me more. The mini class is everything you need to know. It's totally epic. Stacyengel.com. I also love your rants on Instagram. Are you just at Stacey, uh-huh. at Stacy Engel? Is that right? Yeah. yeah. At Stacy Engel, Seattle. Seattle. Um, we'll put all of this in the show notes, but she just has really, Stacy's got a lot of pots with a lot of, you know, a lot of different, that's the only way I look at it. Like you're just in yeah. the kitchen, you have like a eight burner stove and you just like, yeah, I like it. Yeah. Have a lot going on and a lot of really interesting things to share from like science to intellectual, to political, to economical. It's all really, it's really cool to be in your world. So thanks for, thanks for coming. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me in. Yeah. I highly recommend working with Stacy, following her, jumping on her email list. Um, all of the things she's got things cooking. She's got things coming. If you want to just be motivated by action too, and see all the things she's launching and hosting and teaching and doing, um, it's a great place to be. So yeah, I'm happy to know you. Thanks for, thanks for joining I'm us. Happy to know you. And to everybody listening, um, this was a special episode for me. I love sort of just dropping in and jamming through these conversations that I feel like are so big and we're able to like take it into something really specific and actionable. (laughs) The homework is take action this week. If there's somewhere, um, something, write the thing, post the thing, share the thing, watch the thing, take some action. Um, that is my biggest takeaway from this. So thank you guys for being here. I love you all. And until next time, keep growing. 